When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. wrestling punditry because we got some to slam down your ear holes here today it is me your managing editor of wrestling inc nick hausman back with another episode of the weekly and i am joined here just about uh, joined here as i am just about every thursday by my good friend justin labar justin welcome back to the weekly good to be back yes we got a lot to get to here today and uh, after the news we got a couple big pieces of audio for you as well uh, first thing, right after the news, you're going to hear my interview with none other than Ross and Marshall Von Eric, the sons of Kevin Von Eric, uh, featured in, of course, the Dark Side of the Ring episode, The Last of the Von Erics, my favorite episode of that whole series. Um, but of course, you can also find them now every Saturday night over on BN as part of MLW. They just made their Dallas debut alongside their dad at War Chamber about a month ago for MLW. Very cool time for them. Uh, I can't wait for you guys to hear it. This is like I was telling Justin off the air. I like this interview a lot because, you know, I interview people. They're always in kind of interesting locations. I've never interviewed someone or some or two people who were sitting on the side of a hill in Hawaii uh, farming sheep. They were shepherding. They were sheep shepherds while I was doing this uh, interview. That's pretty unique. Uh, well, I guess now is a time to tell you that I, for the first uh, couple months we did this uh, show together, the Winkley, I was also uh, – sheep farming man this is pretty common i didn't know how common sheep farming was and they said they were sheep farmers and i didn't correct them but i'm pretty sure that's a shepherd isn't it yeah tomato tomato i'll bring it up next time uh but it's a very fun interview i can't wait for you guys to hear it of course right after the von erics we'll have one more interview here for you today uh our good friend scott fishman he sat down with vampiro wcw's vampiro um triple a's vampiro so uh, it'll be a great interview uh chatting with vampiro and the von erics here later on in the show but right now let's get to it here news you can use news that'll leave a bruise we're gonna start off with what happened coming out of the big shows last night aew nxt uh first of all before we get to any of the uh the results here we'll start with aew since i you know i had to pick one or the other because my girlfriend's sick and she's sitting on the couch i'm not gonna flip back and forth it's not as much fun for her so we just watched really AEW last night. I watched NXT this morning. Uh, but I almost didn't get to watch AEW on time last night, Justin, because apparently Dynamite was nearly interrupted by Major League Baseball. Last night's Major League Baseball National League Division Series game between the Braves and the Cardinals, that started at 5.02. The other game between the Dodgers and the Nationals, that started at 8.37. And if the Cardinals and Braves game ran later than 8.37, that means that the game would have to be moved to TNT um, which would have preempted uh, Dynamite. I mean, it was unlikely that the game, I guess, is going to go longer than three and a half hours, but that's possible. It's baseball, multiple innings. This is the playoffs here. But fortunately, the game ended on time. AEW did air live on both uh, TNT and True TV. They were going to do a live stream on True TV regardless. So if you weren't getting it 
in full on TNT. You could go over to True TV, which was a different channel. I had to find the uh, the channel number for. But lo and behold, it did air on time, started right on time. But because it's on two channels here for this night, good problem in the end. It looks like they could have an increased potential audience here for this week since they ran simultaneously on two different channels. So before we get into the results of any of this stuff, Justin, that's got to be that's got to be a huge stress on you. This is your second week trying to get into this. I can only imagine what kind of a I think it would have been a, a setback there for them had this show not started on time on TNT the second weekend. Yeah, it would have if, if you would have had people <clears throat> turn into TNT and not seen the show, that would have been very confusing. Um so yeah, I mean good for them that didn't happen and uh, you know, I'll be curious. Yeah, There's be other times where I'm going to be interested to see how TNT sports coverage comes into play, you know, the, the World Series. Uh, yeah. Or, um, yeah. Or not the World I'm sorry, that's for SmackDown. Actually, that's SmackDown and Fox. Never mind. Yeah. Um, that that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. That's Fox and SmackDown. Uh, I have all these networks and, and sports, and where do they go? Sure. Uh, but yeah, I've been here, right here, you know, like, uh, you know, with baseball. And, um, you know, I don't know if the NBA playoffs will ever come into uh, effect. I, you know, we obviously, we'll have to wait until we get around to that point in the calendar. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, these are all things that have to factor in. It is good though when you work and when you're on a, a family like Turner, you know, like 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 you said, they have True TV as an option. They can they can move them around uh, if they can uh, foresee a problem. But again, didn't happen. Nothing to worry about. But uh, yeah, if it if had it happened, that would have been for week two. Uh, not the not not what you want. Stressful, man. Stressful. That's what I read. I read that and I was like, ooh, that's mm-hmm. no good. Uh, but the show was uh, the show started off very very hot last night. Uh, opening match was in the tag title tournament. Private Party beat the Young Bucks. Uh, I thought this was a really fun match. Uh, I, I thought the crowd was very very into it. I was happy that the Bucks put over Private Party. That's how you make new talent. That's what they need to be doing right now. And I was really happy to see that's the direction they went with these two teams. You know. Yeah, this was a surprise. This was an upset. Uh, certainly, as you're making your predictions for the for the tag team tournament bracket. And uh, but you're right, they put over. Uh, certainly helped make private party. You know the Bucks are are nonetheless are you know are, are no no you know no lesser of competitors, no lesser popular. Um, you know so they they did not need the win. It was a, it was a great uh, a great kind of set the tone for the night. Uh, you know great action. The crowd was really into it. Um, and 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 an unpredictable finish. Uh, we also had Chris Jericho in the first 45 minutes. He came out, cut a fiery probo, promo, announced that his new group. Uh, it's called the Inner Circle. Him, uh, Santana, Ortiz, Sammy Guevara, Jake Hager. And when he announced Jake Hager's name, the crowd started chanting, We the People, which elicited uh, the following response from Jericho towards the fan. He said, We the People sucks, and it's dead and buried. It was a stupid idea from bad creative, and all of that's gone. Now, before we get into the other things he said here, do you think that it's good that he's as direct as he is at burying WWE's creative at the moment? <laughs> well, certainly... Uh... It, it, it those are the kind of things that get the fans rallied you know it gets them gets the you know has seen you know a guy who used to be one of the the top main eventers for wwe just, you know saying their creative sucks right, um, yes. you know, on live on live tv uh you know i mean obviously this was not you know this was an ad-lib part you can tell he was trying to put over jkr and he started to say you know how tough of an mma guy he is and then he and then he stopped because he realized he wasn't you know the, the fans were determined to to do the we the people chant you know, and then he he ad libbed. He you know he detoured. He flipped it on him, and um, and he rallied everybody, and and, and yeah, cut fire. And, and this is um, you know, this was a great. This was this is one of the best promos you can you can ask to have. I mean, he goes out there instantly, makes all these guys that are that are surrounding him seem more important by his uh, introduction of each of them. Uh, he he uses his the list uh, now is using it in a different context uh, as if you're on the list. That's a good thing. I mean, you're part of his inner circle. 
um, you know, takes a shot at the competition, rallies the fans and gets them going crazy. He then continues to put over AEW business, putting, you know, selling the, the, the story and uh, match coming with he and Cody. I mean, this was just from all those contexts, one of the best promos ever. <laughs> yeah, I thought so too. I th- and you know, there were people, uh, there were people I trusted that hit me up and they were like, I don't know. This felt weird to me, a little forced. I saw some complaint. Man, I'm the op- I'm with you. I thought this was very well done. I think that right now, if you are ignoring the elephant in the room, that the fans are clamoring for some of that attitude era spice. They want to see a little bit uh, of a competitive rivalry there with little uh, drops here and there. That the one who gets to that first, the one who embraces that fully, which it looks to be AW. I think they're going to get the momentum here. I think it's a. I think it is. They think it is wrong to try to ignore what the fans are wanting right now out of this period of time. Sure. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, NXT seems like they kind of want to, you know, I mean, it's only been two weeks, mind you, they've been head to head. But yeah, it seems like NXT kind of wants to keep their head down and just, you know, put on the best show they can put on. Sure. Well, you're right. You're right. Right now, you know, especially right now because it's all fresh and new. Um, you know, maybe it's different when it's a year old. But right now it's fresh and new. The fan, exactly. And I'm not. I'm not saying the next scenes to go out there and uh, and find every chance they can to make a to make a, a reference or a shot at AEW. But I mean, you got to do more than just try to overrun by ten minutes. You got to you got to do some things that are that are letting you know, hey, we're here too. Yeah, you got. I mean, you've already acknowledged your competition. You put out a press release, right? Exactly. <laughs> you know? Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, WWE's playing so. Yeah, it's almost like they're playing very nice about this. I mean, what, what you know, like when when do they ever send up? You know. AEW. When did they ever set a press release about WCW beating them? Like what? You know, like what are you doing? Like it's you know, I don't know. This is odd. It's also different now, man. I wonder if it's just. I mean, is it stockholders? Is it just the mood has changed? Is it twenty years later and it's like we can't go out there and be degenerates and act like that, or else we run the risk of of hurting the stock by showing that we've gone backwards well, to the lowest common well, denominator. Well, uh, you know what? If um, if 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 if. If their numbers again, it's only very early on, but as the months go on, if if the numbers appear to be down, and I'm not just saying on Wednesday nights, I'm saying across the board, and it's and it's at all deemed to, hey, look, wrestling fans are getting their 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 uh, craving of pro wrestling elsewhere. Uh, stockholders might be asking for a little degenerate uh, humor to uh, <laughs> you know, to right. get that dollar back up. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's so weird now how that's a fact. There's so many different factors a part of this era that just weren't a part of the last one. And that's definitely one of them, the, the stockholders. Uh, but yeah, you noted how uh, he put over each of his stable mates said they were on the list. He said he was going to beat the ever loving shit out of Cody at full gear, dropping a dropping the S word on live national television. My word, Justin. Wow. Uh, I thought it was great. It was very well done. This is what they got to be doing. They're the TV 14 product. I think at TV 14, I think you could say it one time and he got it. So there you go. Cool. I think Jim Ross said it again too, oh, uh, and, and flicking back and forth. I think I missed that, but I read. So I think I read on Twitter that he had said it. But well, not only the TV fourteen, but uh, you know, there's also the fact that they're on TNT. That's different. There's different. Um, I think I think there's different standards that TNT can have versus what a USA can have. You know, TNT. It's so, you know, whatever. I don't know. I thought it was cool though. Whole promo, great home run. I agree with you. An all time great. Uh, I mean, then lastly, the last big news coming out of this was the the follow up. They had the number one contenders match between Darby Allen and Jimmy Havoc. Darby Allen won. He's going to go on and face Jericho next week for the title. The winner of that will go on and take on Cody at Full Gear. Um, my only criticism of Dynamite this week, and this was honestly the first time I've really watched AEW like on TV because I've been at all of the AEW events, um, was th- after that first forty five. It did start to plateau a little bit for me until the last match. I thought the women were really good. I thought Sakura was great. 
Um, but there was something about it where I felt like that middle 50 minutes there before the before the main event, it started to get a little flat. And this Darby Allen-Jimmy Havoc match, like Darby and Jimmy are great. I've seen them both have great matches. I don't know that the chemistry was really there. And Darby's, whatever that suplex spot they were doing, the outside, I felt that for Darby Allen. That looked brutal the way he fell to the ground. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Darby was the right person to win this. Um, you know, it was nice to see those two be able to put on an entertaining match but not have to, you know, you know, use 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 deathmatch antics and weapons. Um, but you're right, still physical. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the pace of the show, I mean, yeah, there there was a there was a somewhat of a slowdown, but I think, look, I mean, they started off so hot with that, with, with you know, and, they, and mind you, that opening tag team match for as hot as it was, and it was like a, a twenty plus minute match, I think. Yeah. They didn't go to com- they, didn't, they didn't go to commercial at all during it. That's a big thing we're not you know you got to look at, especially when you're comparing right. to NXT. They did not cut to commercial during that match. So you got the opening twenty plus minutes un- uninterrupted. It was I mean it was high, I mean it was high spots and finishes and, and everything all over the all over the place before you, wanted, you wanted to be there, man. Like that felt yeah. like a party. So, like I was like, damn, I want to be there right now with these guys. Right, so you got that, and then you then you got the then you got the fiery promo with 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 Jericho. I mean, you know, so they started out going 110 miles per hour, so you have to you eventually have to slow up for a second. Yeah. So I think that's what kind of have to attribute that middle that middle slowdown portion. To. I, guess, I guess you're right. Yeah, that first 45 was very very hot. I, everything about it, I thought, was just very very good. Um, and yeah, let's talk a little bit about NXT. I watched NXT this morning. Uh, Leo Rush he kicked off the show by becoming the new NXT Cruiserweight Champion. He defeated Drew Gulak. Really hot opener. I thought it was really good. That the, it's just this is exactly what I thought it was going to be. Justin, especially now that I'm like in a position to sit and watch the televised product. NXT just feels so low energy. I mean, the, the in ring product. I, I mean, I would. I don't want to say maybe. I don't know if it's better, comparable to AEW, but the in ring product in NXT is freaking phenomenal. It's great. You know, it just feels smaller. It feels low energy. It feels dark. And when I watch it, it just doesn't it doesn't grab me like that party atmosphere of AEW, which I guess is a different <laughs> different complaint based off what I started talking about, which is that Leo's the new NXT champion, great for him, or NXT cruiserweight champion, great for him. But that was really kind of what I was taking away from those first twenty minutes of the show, you know. Yeah, you know, I'd had uh, people had speculated this might happen weeks leading into this, and I kind of dismissed it, and then I and I really couldn't. Uh... I really couldn't experience it last week, you know, because I was you know, when I was hosting the viewing party. I was watching both live, and you know, I had people around me, so I was in a party atmosphere. But I will agree, having you know, sitting by myself um, in the man cave last night and watching them side by side, you're right. The the for, I mean, the, the match was great with Leo Drew, and and God, you put that match side by side with the tag team match. I mean, that's some of the best simultaneous wrestling we've ever seen on television ever. Simultaneously, hundred percent. Um, but you, I, I will, I will admit. I, I I got some of that sense of like, man, you got I don't I don't know what the official attendance number is, but it was at least five thousand people. You got you got four to five thousand people going nuts in Boston for this this crazy tag team match, and then you got Drew and Leo who are working, and the NXT crowd is always passionate; they'll cheer for anything basically. But yeah, it's only a couple hundred people, and that's and so when you're flicking between the two, there there was a, there was a, a noticeable difference. Um, it, it's it's very Japanese. You know? It is very. I mean, like, and I know you said they're very, they're very passionate at parts of it. Like the crowd is almost like conditioned and trained to know when they're picking up and going into their finish and all that stuff. But a lot of times, I feel like they're as respectful, just kind of like sitting there taking it in of what is going on with the with the athletes. Not that they're not enjoying it, because like you know, Rhea Ripley 
uh, I thought her bout with uh, Lee, I think it was, was that was the best I'd ever seen Rhea Ripley look. I was very impressed by her, her calling out Shayna Baszler. I'm on the hook for that. But, man, people watching Rhea, they were just, like, taking it in, you know? I, I don't know. It was very weird to me. Yeah, I mean, look, I, and I don't, I'm not advocating that because I don't, because here's the thing, if, if, and NXT is gonna. I mean, I think NXT is gonna be a little bit more fire in terms of their pacing and, and their story, and even, even the, maybe even the match. I mean, I, maybe I can make the argument that Leo and Drew maybe went a little bit long. Um, I don't know because the because the the opposite is not the answer. The opposite of, of of taking NXT on the road like they do Raw and SmackDown that is not the answer because um, I just don't. I, I think you have a lot better you have a lot better of a chance to keep the crowd engaged, and even if even if half that crowd is the same people that show up every week. That's fine. It worked for ECW for many years. Um, I think you're better off with that, knowing the crowd you're going to get. That's going to be, as you said, even trained. They're almost like it's almost like they're 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 extras. They're cast members here. Um, you're better off on that than trying to take it on the road and getting five thousand people who are maybe only showing up to see just one star and they're not really into who Rhea Ripley is or or what have you. So this is still a better situation for NXT, I think, right now, at least until NXT ever morphs and evolves into having, you know, Roman Reigns, <laughs> Roman Reigns and such on there, if that ever happens. But I think right now the way they are, they're better off in full sale, but you're right. There's a total, there's a glaring, the glaring imbalance when you, when you watch, even, even just shut your eyes, just flick between the two channels and shut your eyes and just hear the sound difference. You're right. It, 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 that, that could be a problem yeah. in the long term. And, and I, I, you know, I, I guess I have to like, just disagree. I don't know that they need to get out of full sale, like for every show, but they got to get, they got to get out more. They got to show that they can, they can draw and create that, that similar kind of energy. And if you're not going to do that, at least, like I said, be more confrontational, give us the stuff that we are, give you know, fans of the attitude era are yearning for, right? If you're going to do, Okay, we're going to take the gamble on doing a show in the same arena for a couple hundred fans with a higher pro- higher end product. Okay, but if you're going to do that, you got to have a hook that's going to that's going to one up your competition there. And I I think just go right at them. The game is being played right now. You know, I I, I would I would definitely be doing something to to grab attention because honestly, you know, I know we got the ten minute over on here at the end. I'm sure they got a little spike for that. Walter Kushida, how can you complain about that? Two of the best in the world right now. Walter beat him Kushida by the way. Ended uh ended his undefeated run. But, man, you know, from, from beginning to end here, you know, my prediction this week was I thought both shows, NXT and AEW, were going to see an increase. I, after watching no, last night, no. I think I do think AEW will see a pop. I think that AEW will genuinely see a higher uh, number of viewers. I don't think that's going to be the case for NXT this week. I think the disparity will get larger. I really do. Nah, you see, I disagree. My prediction before last night, and it still stands, and we'll, I guess we'll get the numbers here hopefully later today, is I think both are going to see a drop from what they had last week. Last week, it's first week, you know. It's, so I think I think AEW is going to see, not 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 a big drop necessarily, but I think AEW is going to have less than the 1.4 they had. Now, I mean, I don't know, man. I, don't know, you, the tr- I think it's going to be less than 1.4. You know, maybe it's 1.3, 1.2, but I think it's going to be less, and I think, unfortunately for NXT, I think they're going to have less, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I think with AEW, I mean, the buzz after last week, the, the press releases about how they beat NXT. If you're on the fence and you didn't really know about this or heard about it and you see something like that, you're like, oh, man, I missed something. I'm going to check it out. The AEW chance at the Hell in a Cell, the press release from WWE. I mean, these guys got nonstop publicity for a week straight coming out of that last show. I have to believe, especially like we said, if you're tuning in, right, and you're tuning in to see this product that maybe you missed out on or you've heard some buzz about, and you saw that private party Young Bucks thing, and you stuck around for that, and then right after that, Jericho's there, boom. I think that at least that first hour, you're going to see uh, a pop. Um, I, I just, I, I don't know, man. If, if not, I, what does all this momentum and promotion mean if nobody's seen bigger ratings for it? 
Well, I mean, I think you're. I think I'm not. I think they'll get back and they'll get above 1.4. I think it's just going to be a case of like you know, it, it's just going to it's going to take ebb and flow of the story. It's going to you know they're going to build. They'll build to the next pay per view with full gear, and then you know you know they're going to they're going to go up. It's going to go up and down. I, I just think week two every, week two is always a drop in everything. That's that's kind of like across the board. Yeah. You know, sitcoms they 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 you know almost everything week two is always will see a little bit of a drop usually with anything. So you would be very impressed if they if they had a a rise in viewership for this week. I would be honestly, okay. you know. All right. Well, I'm very interested now. Now I'm interested. Now I want to know. My gut says they do more. I just think there was mm-hmm. a lot of buzz this past week and I think that they look good and if you were on the fence and you missed it last time, you're going to tune in this time. I think you retained pretty much everybody you had from week 1. So, we'll, we'll see. Um well, on the note of the AEW uh NXT wars, as Jericho would say uh, has said here on the Rich Eisen show, it seems like we've seen our first casualties of the Wednesday Night War because Jericho was on the Rich Eisen show with Kevin Smith. And Kevin Smith is asked about his appearance on AEW Dynamite. And and here's what here's a little snippet of what Kevin had to say about his appearance. He said, "Chris invited us to be involved with the debut match on TNT. We were supposed to go do WWE, me and Jay, the very next day, which was Friday. It was a Friday SmackDown." Who knows? I'm probably high. He doesn't say that, but, you know, it's Kevin Smith. Anyway, and then he says the morning after, because we were on the AEW show, it trended. Like, there was a lot of coverage and stuff. So the next morning, we were told that WWE was like, you can't come anymore, and they canceled us. They kicked me and Jay off the show, but not in any kind of crazy way. But, man, just because of appearing on Dynamite, Kevin Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes, I would imagine they were going to be on that blue carpet on on that SmackDown show, but they get the the axe, man. I don't know if that's if I'm WWE. I don't know that these are the f- kinds of fights I want to be picking regarding this Wednesday Night War. Be nice to AEW in a press release, but be a dick to award-winning right. director Kevin Smith. I don't. I don't think that's the. I don't get the logic in that. It's very weird to me. That's just what I was gonna say. Like we were saying earlier, like we need we need them to be a little bit more ballsy on the air, but behind the scenes they're pushing people. Like yeah, I mean just it just just go out on the air. Just have <laughs> have Vince and Stephanie come out, and when they get ready to introduce SmackDown, before they toss to the new intro, have Vince go. Oh, and by the way, Jay and Silent Bob, you're fired. <laughs> just just throw the shot out in public. All right. Let's yeah. In lean in. This this <laughs> I I, got, I really want to know what the logic is behind. Maybe they're just maybe this is like. Hey, if we wait till it to build up and people wonder how long until we start shooting, shooting off, you know, shots and things like that, maybe we'll build some anticipation for it. But uh, no, nah, I, 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 I'm baffled by this one. This just seems done. And on the note here, I meant to bring this up. So after AEW last night, I went over to Twitter and I have changed my trending setting to worldwide. Um, so now I can see the worldwide trends of the top 30 trends worldwide on Twitter last night. AEW TNT was number one after the show. Uh, then there was like Jericho was four, Private Party was like seventeen, Young Bucks were in there. There was like four top trending worldwide trends on Twitter after the show. You know how many were NXT related? None. Zero. None. Right? So I don't know. Again, I, I'm optimistic on AEW chances this week. Um, well, it's kind of impressive too with AEW because I because I, I feel like AEW. I feel like there's too many hashtags flying around. I don't, like I see those AEW, there's you know hashtag AEW Dynamite, there's hashtag AEW on TNT, there's hashtag AEW Boston, there's you know the hashtag Inner Circle. As soon as Jericho announced that, I like, hashtags flying everywhere with, with I couldn't I didn't know which one I was supposed to like at least with like you know at least with like Raw and SmackDown and, and whatever like I know like what the standard hashtag is for the show itself you know uh, but 
So I'm surprised. So it looks like everybody's using every hashtag for AEW, and it worked. Yeah, it, it is true. And, you know, I like the – oh, Inner Circle. That was another one that was trending. I like that name. It is – it's, I mean, it's going to be their NWO, it would seem like. I bet you're going to see people go in and out of the inner circle. Um, but did you see the shirt, the inner circle shirt? Did you catch it in the in the main event? I did not. Oh, it's a uh, – look, okay, so a lot of people over the years, the, uh, the lore of the conspiracies around the New World Order and the Illuminati and all that stuff, uh, if Chris Jericho could not have leaned in any harder with the shirt that he's got on, it's the, like – pyramid it looks like if you've ever had like an aa if you ever seen like an aa coin you know with the uh the pyramid in the middle with the eye on top and all that uh, that's pretty much the logo for the inner circle it's very i'll look i'll look it up i'll tell you what i can't i can't help though and you're right it, it'll probably be like that'll probably be like their nwo like the, you guys going in and out of the faction i <laughs> i can't help but now whenever i'm gonna think about that of who's who's in the inner circle who's out i can't help but think of like the circle of trust and robert de niro from the meet the parents franchise right. just making the hole with his finger and and, and <laughs> just greg said greg you're out of the circle of trust it's, it's you know that's it the inner circle that's their nwo that's their bullet club you know and at some point i'm gonna guess jericho is gonna be out of the inner circle and it'll become somebody else's inner circle you know um but uh but yeah i thought it was cool and definitely leaning in on that nwo conspiracy stuff i thought it was a nice touch when i saw that shirt i was like "Mm, these guys are gonna have some fun with this it'd be very different um all right let's move over here a little bit friday the wwe draft kicks off or tomorrow 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 is friday god every day runs together now uh tomorrow the draft kicks off on smackdown the Observer reporting that the draft will be different from previous years is it's going to be run similar to the NFL draft. Uh, there'll be reps from Fox and USA that'll be announcing the picks. The idea is uh, to make the WWE draft as authentic as possible, thanks to companies and the new deals, uh, the new TV deals. Uh, WWE does not want authority figures involved in the programming for now. It is unknown when WWE will be bringing them back. I thought that was interesting to say when, not an if. Um, and lastly here, all the major decisions with the stars and where they're going to be drafted are complete. However, WWE is keeping those moves very, very quiet. Um, I, I think it is kind of cool how they're playing USA and Fox off of each other as if this is some kind of legitimate NFL-style draft. It feels like a bigger deal this year than it has in the past. I hope it doesn't fizzle out within eight months, which is traditionally how these drafts and shakeups have gone over the years. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, um, I mean, well, you know, they're they're playing to reality, which is what I've said over and over. Which is Fox and USA are against each other. They you know, they they're going to want the better show. They're going to want the, the 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 bigger names. So um, I, I think kind of playing into it is is good. I, I um, you know, I'm always a little cautious. The fact that you know, if if, if what we're reading is true, if if they are going to actually have like Fox and USA execs and suits walking out there making the announcement, I always get a little weary when you have outside people that are not wrestling people on a live mic because it's just just so much open for them to mispronounce a name or just you know whatever just just really fumble themselves here so hopefully they 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 give enough direction and rehearsal for that but um but yeah i think it, it definitely definitely feels like this definitely feels like this this draft probably feels about i think i think the only other draft that could top this one maybe is the very first one they ever did you know i mean otherwise this is this is probably the biggest because of this because of the situation and the competition Yes. Uh, well, we'll see. Uh, there's your draft update. Also, a little draft teaser here. Matt Hardy posted a cryptic tweet revol- uh, regarding how he could possibly be moving to SmackDown. Uh, he says, as of right now, Fox TV has access to Broken Brilliance. I'm ready. And it featured a photo of him on the blue carpet. I don't really know that there's anything to this other than Matt Hardy just having fun on Twitter. But it got a lot of attention on the site. 
people very into that. They're not doing yeah, enough Matt's, with Matt. Matt's Matt's good at that. Yeah, they're not doing enough with Matt. You think they're trying to? Do you think that he's getting? Uh, I, I mean, they weren't really doing much with him anyway. But do you think the whole Jeff thing is gonna uh, put his chances of a, a regular run back even further? No, I don't think Jeff. No, uh, the only only thing that Jeff, the only thing about Jeff's situation or behavior that ever affects Matt is just uh, you know, okay, do we think that the Hardy Boys as a tag team unit is something that we have to to put on our you know three month plan to look out? But no, I, I think. Um, you know, Matt's a, Matt's 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 been Matt's been classified as a single star for you know since Jeff went down with injury in the spring. Um, so I don't think Jeff really has anything to do with Matt. This is just a case of let's let's see if they okay. use Matt for the for the remaining time they have on his contract. You know, and that's the thing with these hard splits between the rosters. A couple of guys are going to have to sift up here to more prominent positions. And Matt Hardy, you know, he's definitely got name cachet. He's definitely reinvented himself. He's got that cult fan base there. Maybe this shakeup here, this new draft, could be a chance to open the door and get him more in the mix because. You know, I don't know about world title picture, but Matt Hardy in a and an IC US title picture, you could have a lot of fun with that. He could, and and I, I mean, I think AEW is going to be Matt's biggest benefit here is is in the fact that I think WWE recognizes Matt uh, of all people in, on the roster they have. Uh, Matt, had, you know, I mean, look, Matt already left WWE, you know what, uh, you know, a, a decade ago, um, not in the greatest place physically, mentally, or otherwise, and then got healthy there, and then reinvented himself. At a Ring of Honor, reinvented himself uh, on, on Impact, just completely just dominated the Indies for a couple of years, where he was like one of the hottest with several different gimmicks. Um, so I think they know that Matt, you know, Matt's a guy who you've got to believe the AEW bunch would would grab up uh, in, in in a dual role of a little bit of talent, a little bit of producer, kind of like how Dustin is. So yeah. I think AEW, I think AEW is going to be the be the best thing for Matt in terms of if he's going to if if anything's going to force WWE's hand to use Matt Hardy more and better. This is it's AEW is going to be that. I think his contract comes up around WrestleMania, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's the end of when their their latest one comes up. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so food for thought. All right. Lastly, here before we get to the interviews, uh, WWE referee Rod Zapata has explained his controversial Hell in a Cell decision. Uh, he did this by releasing a statement to WWE's The Bump, their new morning show, which, uh, from what I've seen, pretty fun show, pretty good program. Um, his uh, statement says, With Bray motionless and Seth clearly doing whatever it was going to take to win that match, I had to think of the competitor's safety, and at that moment, I did what I thought was best. <laughs> I just love that. This is one of the most hated and controversial finishes WWE has ever done. Has an entire arena ready to riot. Right. They don't even acknowledge or speak on it the next night. Like they barely even mention the, the two competitors that were involved in it. <laughs> but they, they make the referee. They put all the heat on the referee and make him have to come out and say something. Like, like that's just a classic pro wrestling move right there. We're sitting out here with, their, with the sheep. We're, we came over to the, the pasture. We're hanging out with the yeah, – we're sheep farmers back in Hawaii. You guys are hanging out with sheep right now. Yeah, yeah, right now. If you if if um, if, if if I had a or if I had a camera right now, there's about third or maybe forty sheep in front of us. We have, we have a sheep pasture, and so yeah, we we were feeding them just now, hanging out with them. Do you mind if I include this in the interview? Because I think that's I think that's a nice slice of life about what it's like to be a von Eric. Yeah, man. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, this is this. Yeah, it's man, like, it's a simple life. We enjoy it. It's cool, and it's the perfect podcast conditions, radio show conditions. It's it's you know it's 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 easy to 
Stay calm. <laughs> well, that right there, that was, uh, of course, Marshall was just talking. Ross is also here with him in the background. Uh, this is We're talking to the Von Erichs right now. They can be seen every Saturday night right now as part of MLW's Fusion. And it's a big time for you guys. I mean, it's a big time for pro wrestling, but it's a big time for the Von Erichs again in pro wrestling as well. You guys were just in Dallas about a month ago making your debut for MLW. I mean, how was that experience? We'll start there. What was it like for you guys to, to go back to the hallowed grounds of, for the Von Erichs of Dallas and finally make your debut? Yeah, man, it's been a wild ride. You know, we've enjoyed every minute of being with MLW so far. And then to go back to Dallas with my, my father, you know, and just, you know, the fans, you know, and their, their love and appreciation, you know, it was so cool to see that firsthand. My dad got involved a little bit, put the claw on and, Man, we just had a great time. And and for us, too, it meant a lot because, you know, MLW coming to Dallas, it, it, it felt like there was there, – I mean, there could have been there could have been pressure, but, you know, it, it, we, 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 we treated we, – we did treat it like any other show, but, man, just the love in Texas was, was unreal. But, you know, honestly, we, we haven't been ready for this amount – I mean, this amount of, of support and love that we've gotten from everywhere we've gone with MLW. It's been, it really has been uh, just extremely encouraging and just fun. That's awesome. And I, by the way, I hear, I hear some wind coming through right now. I would imagine, I don't know if it's sheep farts or wind or something like that. But uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's the wind right now. We're sitting, uh, we're about 400 feet up on this uh, on this hill. It, it, we have this big valley and we got about yeah, 30 or 40 headed. So we're sheep. just, and we're dealing with the, uh, the windy conditions here in Hawaii. So that's someone's got to do it. It's a rough life. Oh man. Uh, well, real quick back here to the, to the, uh, the, the show at Dallas war chamber. You talk about how you, your dad was in your corner with you guys. How was he, how was he backstage? What was it like to, to work with him on, on such a big show like this? You, you know, you know, my, my dad has done a lot of living and a lot of traveling and stuff. And so it, it, it's kind of cool. It's cool for, um, cause usually when we get back from a trip, we'll, we'll go over to his house and we'll just, uh, you know, yeah, talk story. We'll talk about wrestling, talk about, um, you know, just, just how, how, how our stories all kind of come together, but having him come with us, it really is. He's like, you know, he's a father of course, but he feels like a brother too. That's what he was saying to us. He feels like he has his brother's back. Cause we're sitting there, we're talking about the same things. We're laughing. And, and we actually brought this up the other day, but, um, you know, officially my, my dad has known us longer than his brothers, you know? And so it was, it, it was, I don't know, we're, we're, we're definitely, we're really, really close, but having dad in the, you know, ringside, it, it really was like a, you know, a seminar. I was talking to him the whole time. I was talking to him there during my match and stuff. Ross was, t- it really was so fun. And, and in Texas, of all places, just the, just the love everybody has and, and the, the support. It really, it's, it's, it's awesome. Um, well, I'm from Houston originally, so I grew up like with the Von Erics like being around me all the time. So that's why I think it's so cool. I got to talk to you guys, especially with having your dad there. And you know, <laughs> was he uh, like? Does he did he have any notes or input or advice for you guys on working that territory or or working at that kind of level before or after the the match? So, so you know, my dad told us um, a story back when he was in um, back when he's in college. He's playing college football. Uh, you know, wrestling at that time was, you know, it was, it was Texas wrestling, R-A-S-S-L-I-N, you know, uh, and it, I mean, it was, it was, it was getting kind of out of that era. And, and my dad was, you know, just getting his feet wet a little bit, but he, he invited his teammates to come watch a match. And the last thing he wanted was, you know, he, he wanted his teammates to be impressed and not talk crap to him when he, when he comes back to practice. And so he wanted, you know, to give it everything he had. And he kind of said, he said he, he kind of had that mentality his entire career, 
where you know he's he he doesn't he doesn't want there to be any holes in his wrestling. He wants the you know Texas brawling you know kind of like a saloon fight where you'd see like in a bar or something. That's what we're, that's what we're kind of visualizing when we're when we're in the ring. It, it's we're not trying to have an orthodox match, but but it's uh it's you know that's that's the style he he if, especially when he's there we we, we want to give him we want to show him that yeah you know, high energy a hundred percent laying everything in you know and and. And and not just fighting, you know, just because I'm a wrestler, but you know, knowing that my last name is Von Eric, that I'm from Texas, that, that you know, this there, there was a lot. There was a, there was a there was a you kind of got to put your head in, in in that state of mind that you're like representing Texas, that you're defending it was Texas. Healthy pressure. It's healthy pressure. Good pressure. Good. Okay. Yeah, and you know the the pressure was on. Obviously, you guys are beloved. You're the Von Erics in Texas and Dallas, no less here. Um, I saw the reaction of the fans like rushing you guys after the show, and I mean, you you described yourself here as simple sheep farmer from Hawaii. How is it handling that kind of energy from the fans and getting that kind of love back from from that many people? Man, I, I, I wish I wish my sheep were as cool as the fans. They they, they, they definitely don't. Put me over they definitely much. don't show the appreciation those fans did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but. Uh, uh, the the the, tex, the Texas people hearing them, I guess you always have that you always have that question in your mind: Is anyone going to know who I am, or, or are they going to like me? It's just that that that's I guess that's every human insecurity. But you know you can you your mind can go crazy and and you can stress yourself out. And so honestly, with with everything, not just wrestling, it's you know give it to God, go out there and do your best. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to give a hundred and I'm going to give a hundred percent, and that's that way I know that. I did my part and I know my brother's going to do the same thing. And, and it, I don't know, man, it really is. We really are just probably hear it all the time. We really are just so happy to be here. And, and, and yeah, uh, our, our whole mindset is just enjoying every, every moment, every minute of being on the road with my brother, you know, we get to travel and do a bunch of awesome stuff, you know, and we don't want to, you know, be so focused on the task at hand that we, you know, miss out on a lot of this cool stuff. You know? And it's just a fun time in wrestling right now. Like t- today, I feel like it's, it's, it's one of the funnest, the funnest uh, eras in wrestling. It is, it's like it's right now, and, and I've that that's cool. I really feel like MLW is is um, it, it has some of the highest caliber athletes in, in of all of wrestling. We and we believe it's it's one of the most competitive leagues in wrestling, and it's just, it's just the guy the guys they have in the locker room, the experience, and then just the brutality that guys you know bring with them in the ring. It really is. We wouldn't want to be with any other promotion right now. We love MLW. You know, and it, it's cool because, you know, we talk about the vibrant time right now, right? Because obviously we're recording this on, on, by the way, the Thursday after, of course, whatever the beginning of the Wednesday Night War was last night. So everybody's buzzing. Um, but there's a there's a kind of, uh, you know, what is, what is old is new again. There's like a new school feud between you and another, not necessarily a feud, but uh, uh, but another another group of uh, second generation talents, third generation talents, and the Hart Foundation over there. Can you talk a little bit about the history between the Hearts and the Von Erichs and what it's like to be working alongside them right now during this time in wrestling? Yeah, man, that 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 like, there's just there's just so many there's there's so many beautiful things that come about with with, with wrestling, and you know that. The, being able, being able to, you know, just be in the same locker room as these guys and sit here and reminisce and, and have kind of have all have a, the same kind of background story. You know, it's, um, and when you're a kid in school, not many other kids, dads are wrestlers. And, and, and so it, it, it is, it is, it is interesting to see guys with a different perspective and, and, and coming up in that way. But the Hart family was, is definitely a, is, has a huge part in, 
with our family, I know Stu Hart, he tra- helped train my grandfather, you know, and, and just and to know that like our grandfathers go back and I'm sitting here and I'm, and I'm, you know, there's going to be Hart's and Von Erichs on a card in 2019, 2020, you know, that, that, that is, that, that is, that's, that's, it's, just, it's powerful to us, but yeah, just the lineage in the locker room is, is it's, I love what MLW is doing and, and just how it, there's, there's no, there's, there's no clicks in the locker room. It really is. Everyone, everyone wants to, get the promotion over as, as much as they can ever yeah, and everyone wants to see other like others succeed you know and it's and it, it really is it's it's just a it's a really interesting time it's a it's a it's a fun time in wrestling and they have the talent teddy hart harry smith they, they, these guys are yeah. yeah we hit it off with these guys great and you know and i definitely hope we can work together in the future i definitely think we will too do you feel like a healthy rivalry there with the hearts is it kind of I, I mean now that I, you're in there is it a little chest puffing or no it's definitely mutual respect. They, they they have like diehard fans that, that love them, and so you know that that's that's going to be that, that that's going to be a, a that's going to be for us. You know, we might we might not have uh, we we just don't really know what to expect going into that. But I know that that they're a great they're a great tag team, and so it's so for my brother and I. We just look at it as a challenge. We get to challenge ourselves, and you know if if it's um if if, if there's not a lot of heat behind it, it's more lineage, hard versus Von Erics, That's awesome. And, uh, you know, if you work with like, the dynasty and stuff, there's going to be jabs and there's going to be insults and, 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 and stuff like that. It's just a, just, just work, working with them or everyone has, like, you know, I guess different, different styles. Yeah, for sure. Well, and you guys, uh, you know, picked up a big, big victory here right now. You guys are really just on a hot streak. I was at the Chicago show. That's where I'm at here in Chicago. I saw the reaction you guys got when you came to Cicero Stadium here. Are you looking to roll that momentum into, do you guys want to do, uh, be a tag team or do you, could you see yourself pursuing singles gold what, what do you see as your goals here at mlw um i don't know for for us i think we're both uh we're both leaning towards tag team you know it's what we always do we always have done and we feel really comfortable with each other and we feel like we're better as tag teams you know we we have strengths and weaknesses where the other ones has you know yeah. we make up for each other's strengths and weaknesses so i feel like i feel like that's where our, our biggest future is you know we did a lot of singles matches and uh, singles wrestling in japan and and all over, but um, yeah, I feel like our, our future is mostly tag team stuff. And, and, and but what helps too is, is as kids, as kids, you know, we, we were we were always wrestling each other, and it, it, it's I feel like we yeah we've been a, t- a tag team for 26 years in in my head. That, that, that's because we've we've always been together. But having your brother in the ring with you because that that's really what's I don't know if people can tell, but that's really what's motivating me is is basically all we're trying to do is show off in front of each other, do things that we want to see the other one do. Like I'm my brother's biggest fan. He's probably my biggest fan. It, it, it really doesn't work out that way. We, we really do enjoy the other one's work. And so it's, I, I, I just think tag team, it's, it's, um, I, I definitely think that's, that, that's our, our best attribute, but also it's just a lot more fun. We love tag matches. Cause you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in there with my brother. We're doing our thing. Yeah. It's what our uncles and grandfather did this. You know, we, we, we we prefer it, but if we have to do singles, you know, we definitely do do what we're asked of. Man, and you know, uh, you talk about you guys have wrestled all over the world, and I actually interviewed your dad, I think a month and a half or so ago, and he, he talked about how he really wanted that for you guys. He wanted you to be able to work a billion different styles and work anywhere you could go and, and things like that. But now you're taking those styles and you're taking them to TV. What are some of the biggest things you've learned transitioning to TV, and, and you know, what hurdles have you had to overcome? Man, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's been a, there's, there's been, a, you know, a lot of changes in Japan. We got to work, um, work a lot on TV, but 
it was um, the crowd. I mean, as you know, the 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 the, the crowds are different. Yeah, very different. And um, but you know, we weren't ready for this this much support with MLW. We kind of thought we were going to be, um, uh, you know, maybe maybe start off first second match and not, people not really know who we were. But the fact that that people do believe in us and the people are behind us, it like I don't know. It just it's been so motivating and, and said it before. Like we just want to prove want to prove MLW right. We want to prove everybody right and. And we've that we've we've learned so we've learned so much just just yeah just from talking to the guys in the locker room after our matches you know it, yeah and uh, getting to talk to Cornette and 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 you know low key and there, there's been uh, there's there's just been they've been they've helped us helped us a ton but we definitely have more room to grow. Yeah, and you know we talk about how you guys are growing in this like really crazy time right now because you know we we say Wednesday night war but I feel like that's too specific because it's more just like a war right now because you got MLW. You got Impact Wrestling, New Japan, Ring of Honor. You know, there's six or seven big promotions at the moment. What do you guys think that it is that uh, makes MLW stand out from the competition and, and brings fresh eyeballs to the product? Yeah, I just think it's the caliber of talent we have, and the and uh, not only that, but just the style that we do. You know, I think there's they call it fusion. You know, it's a it's a fusion of all different kinds of wrestling. We got the luchadors. You know, we got the you know the old school style. We got you know the just the the high impact, the technical wrestling, you know, high flying stuff, you know, so I think there's, you know, you know, wealth to choose from, you know, and so I, I think that's really what separates uh, MLW. And in MLW, it didn't seem like they're trying to, uh, they're, they're not trying to step on anybody's toes or, or really compete with anybody. They're kind of their own, their, their, their own product. And, and that's, that's, that's what, that's one thing that we, we, you know, we liked about them. They have their, you know, they, and they have a, a really loyal, fan base there's like diehard mlw or mlw fans and i know it's 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 really cool and it kind of reminds me of ecw back in the day a little bit with how how court court is that guy court he really is he's a he's a master mastermind when it comes to wrestling yeah well a lot of people said that um and it was cool you know the time I, i was talking to you know talked to a lot of the mlw folks i was talking to court not long ago and I asked him if, you know, uh, the announcement of you joining MLW was tied to, of course, the, the buzz that came off of the Dark Side of the Ring episode, the, the last of the Von Erics. Um, and it sounds like you guys had been talking before that episode had dropped and that he didn't really even know about that. Um, is that is that true, first of all? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it seemed like, yeah, it seemed like the timing was, was just like that, you know. And uh, we actually had a, quite a few, you know, people reach out to us right after that time, you know, but... We had been in talks with MLW, I think, for at least at least six months to a year before that, wow. off and on, you know. So, so it was it was just cool, you know, the timing and how everything worked out, you know. And ended up debuting on my my birthday in Milwaukee out there. So it was like, I, I just felt like the stars were kind of aligned, and so yeah, yeah, awesome. it, was, it was just a really cool. Match. That's and so for for you guys, you know, this episode I've watched this episode a few times. I like watched it once when I watched it originally, and then I had to show it to my girlfriend. Then I had to show it to another friend. I just thought it was a really well done piece. What was that like for you guys getting to, to work on that? The Milwaukee show? No, the the last of the Von Erics, the the Dark Side of the Ring episode. Oh, oh man, that that was you know it it's definitely hard to get somebody to open up on TV like that. And those guys, those guys over at Vice, they they didn't bring um they they didn't bring just like you know people that worked for Vice TV. They brought guys that were that were genuine wrestling fans. Um, and, and it, they, when they came in, they, they definitely got my dad to, they got my dad to open up and share. And it was like three days of like intense, you know, interviewing and filming. And I, I was, I was there every single day, you know, just, to, uh, 
just to just to help out and whatever. But man, you know, it was. I think I, I think that was really it was really well done, and and you they, people got to see a um, a different a different side of my dad and a little bit of where, where my brother and I are coming from because uh, you know when we're working on the indie scene, when we're working on the indie scene, a lot of people are wondering why we why we uh, didn't go to NXT or go to or try out for WWE or move to the mainland and make that happen. And, and, you know, it's, you only have so many days, days here on this earth and, and, you know, and we're getting, we're getting to wrestle and, and, and do, and do our dream. And it's, it's been beautiful and, and, and awesome, but we want to enjoy this time. Um, enjoy this time with my, you know, with my dad while he's here, he's in his later years and, and, you know, we, we all live by each other. And so, you know, we definitely, it's, it's awesome. Not only that, but MLW wants to incorporate my dad into it and, you know, bring him in, brought him into the Dallas show. That was, you know, that was just, you know, that was unreal for us and just being in Dallas alone. But I, I, I definitely think that, that, that vice, they, they, they brought the, they brought the best out of it. And it was, you know, it was, it was just well yeah. done. Yeah. We, we actually watched it. Um, uh, we, we, we watched it two or three times, but then we've had, you know, people reach out to us and they, you know, they, they feel like they know, know my dad after that and yeah. kind of see where we're coming from. It, it's pretty cool. Dude, yeah. I mean, and so you're standing there and you're you're watching your dad talk about this stuff. I mean, he's your dad, but I mean, were there still things that you you were like hearing for the first time that that surprised even you, or or was this all stuff that you had already known? Yeah, it, it's some of it, you know. But that's 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 what's cool about my dad is, um, he's 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 a detailed storyteller, and then you know, um, you know, and my mom is actually the best because she'll say she'll remember every detail that he said, and and when he forgets details, she'll throw them back in there, and so. Just, when they tell a story together, it's its best. But, um, it, but my dad, my dad, he's he's he, I don't know. He, yeah, he's just a great. He's a great storyteller, and and we, we've we've I, I like hearing the stories again, honestly. But yeah, there, there is there, there, every now and then we'll do something, and then it'll remind him of something he's never told us about. And there was actually a story we were my brother and I were I believe it was like ninety five percent it was Kirk and Hall. We're working in uh, in Japan, and we. Um, before every show, um, my brother and I, we like to sneak off, you know, go to, go to a roof somewhere, just get somewhere high and, and kind of get away from everybody, get our heads together, yeah. you know, somewhere where it's peaceful and quiet. Okay. And we got up on this roof and, um, we were just, yeah, it was real old, gnarly roof. And we got up there and, uh, we, we, we saw, we saw, um, Kevin and David and it was like, you know, and it was, and it was circled. And, um, and, and, but right, right, right before that, we wrote our names down, Ross and Marshall, like, 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 30 feet away or whatever but we we wrote our names just, just out of boredom and then we saw like kevin and david and it was just for us it was it, it impacted us really hard because we didn't know if we were really you know are we von erics are we supposed to be doing this are we supposed to be wrestling and and it showed us whether we like it or not we're von erics you know we think like them and 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 uh you know and it's it's, it's in our blood and and that was actually the trip when we flew over there there's um the the, the guy that worked at the i guess the um was it customs the, the, um, up in Japan? He, he said, uh, he, cause my name is, my first name is actually Kevin and Ross's first name is actually David. And so he said, I remember, I remember 20 years ago today, uh, Kevin and David coming, coming through um, this exact airport. And, um, and we were sort of laughing and we're like, hey, hey, we're Kevin and David, we're Kevin's sons. And the guy just started crying. It was crazy. Wow. That's wild. The, and that's, yeah. Wow. The life of the Von Erics, man. Yeah. You guys are so deep in history and, uh, it's cool to see you running wild right now, especially in MLW. I think it's a great product. So, uh, anyway, every Saturday Thank night, you. BN sports, MLW fusion. Uh, is there anything you guys would like to, uh, leave the listeners with, uh, before we wrap it up here today? 
Uh, we just wanted to say, everyone, everyone that's been following our journey, we love you guys. It's it's genuine. We appreciate everything that y'all are doing, and we're going to keep giving it everything we have. Um, yeah, follow us on Instagram, Ram Von Eric. Uh, you, you see what we're doing? We're jumping off cliffs, hanging out with sheep. Just see what see what we're up to next. I want to come hang and, out with uh, you guys yeah. and the sheep. I really want to come hang out and oh, with man. you. With you guys, you got the an invite, man. You come over here, and I'll, I'll, we'll hook you up. My girlfriend's in the other room, and I'm going to go tell her that. I'm going to be like, "Do you want to go to Hawaii, hang out with some sheep and some like famous wrestling people?" And she's going to really probably jump yeah, at that, you know? I, I, yeah, I don't know if she'll argue too much with you on that. Yeah, so we'll text her a picture of a baby sheep, and yeah, that, that, that'll, that'll she'll buy your ticket right after that. I think you're right. I'm going to make her pay. That's a good idea too. She should buy the tickets. That's a good uh, idea. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Um, so first off, um, just why I see that, you know, your schedule's starting to fill up again, um, right now, probably uh, more busier than you've been, you know, earlier this year. Why is it important for you to kind of get out there again and kind of be amongst the masses? Um, because I, uh, when I was diagnosed, I, I mean, I've been sick for a long time and, uh, we didn't know what it was. And then when I got diagnosed, um, I, I became very very afraid of what was supposed to happen next. And then I, I just decided that I, I'm not, uh, I'm not going to be that guy who just sits and um, takes care of myself too. You know what I mean? I, I want to go out there and live. I want to be an example for other people who've been diagnosed with whatever it is, their addictions their traumas. And uh, you can have a good quality of life if you believe in yourself. So as soon as I started to take control of that, uh, within weeks, my, my schedule filled up like it hasn't in about 10 years. So I think I did the right thing, and that's why. What does it kind of mean to you to have the wrestling community kind of embrace you and the fans embrace you and kind of they hear your story and so touched by it? I mean, I saw your video. It's just heart-wrenching for you to go through what everything you've endured and kind of make it public and, and just probably have people that are going through similar situations, like you mentioned, kind of be affected. Like, if he can go public with this, I, I – cannot I, I can embrace this and kind of fight it head on sort of thing um it means everything to me and uh, i love it because nobody's really talking about wrestling everybody's coming not um coming together as a family and supporting talking uh just getting the word out there and to me uh that's that's the if you know people are so uneducated about mental health and, and that there is life after sports, there is life after this, there is life after that. So just the fact that the community is growing and working and there's a communication, uh, to me that's everything. So um, it surpassed my expectations because I do it for my therapy. Uh, but other people have kind of embraced it, and, and that means everything. And, uh, you know, you recently had a screening of uh, Nail in the Coffin, uh, The Fall and Rise of 